Welcome to the Make Some Gains podcast. I'm your host, Summer Venowitz, and this is a space where I'll be cutting through the bullshit and stripping away the filter. My aim is to help you reframe your mind, question the norms, and push you to achieve new levels of success. Through raw conversations, I'll open up about my personal experiences, my ideas, and my struggles. I want to empower you to live up to your full potential. Let's go make some gains. Welcome back to the podcast. We are officially on episode 14. And to kick off this episode, I want to launch the second ever series. So the first series was launched a few weeks ago. That was the Freedom Series. It was a three-part series. So there were three episodes that all related to freedom. And I loved how that was so intertwined. So I want to do the same thing with the next four episodes this time and they're all going to revolve around business, around discipline, around being an entrepreneur. Um, So I'm going to call it the biz series but this isn't only for business owners or wannabe business owners. I'm going to chat about my story and feminine versus masculine energy and other things that relate to normal life as well. So this episode in particular, I want to cover how I became an entrepreneur at age 12. So I want to give a little insight into the background of me and I feel like there was no other path for me besides being an entrepreneur. So let's get into it. I grew up a very driven young lady. So I was always trying to impress people. On last week's episode, I chatted about being an overachiever and where that roots from, but I was always, always, always trying to do my best in everything that I did. And uh, the only influence I had in my life um, when it comes to working for yourself was my dad. So he owned his own snow plowing and lawn mowing company. And I remember he would drag me out in the middle of the night to help him shovel sidewalks. So I would only see him every other weekend I went over there because my parents are, were separated. And um uh, Again, like with snow plowing, you don't control your schedule. It is controlled by the weather. And what ended up happening is a lot of times the weekends that I was over there visiting him, it would snow, of fucking course. So I think it was his his doing and his wanting to spend time with me, honestly, and didn't want to leave me home. Um, that my we would usually stay at my grandparents' house, so his parents we would stay there and hang out with them. But I just remember he would drag me out in the middle of the night, like literally go out and snowplow at 9 p.m. And he'd bundle me up, put a hat and mittens on, snow pants, snow jacket, and we'd go, we'd crank the heat in the truck, and he would be plowing the driveways, and I would go and shovel the sidewalks. And I think sometimes he would pay me. <laughs> and I think that's what he had to do to get me to actually do it. Otherwise, I'm like, fuck no, I'm not going out in the middle of the night. So um, that was kind of the first glimpse I had with making my own money. I mean, outside of chores. And I obviously got to see firsthand the 
upsides to owning your own business and the downsides, especially when you pick a business that, again, uh, has to do with the weather. That's (laughs) maybe not the smartest choice, but (laughs) I thought it was cool. Um, But I also, at the same time, again, I thought it was bullshit because I'm like, why? Why is it that on these weekends that I get to see you and I get to be here, like, we're off (laughs) snow plowing? (laughs) Like, so again, the the ups and downs um, to owning your own business. So from here, at about age 12, I really discovered what being an entrepreneur was like. My grandma and grandpa had a gigantic garden. They grew it so large that they had so much extra fruits and veggies at the end of the week that they didn't know what the fuck to do with all of it and they had enough cucumbers I swear to feed an army so my grandma came up with this brilliant idea I call her Nana so I'm probably gonna call her Nana so my Nana came up with a brilliant idea that I could open up my own stand at the local farmer's market and sell their fruits and veggies and the first year was a good little trial so I was in middle school and I'd always bring a friend with me and we'd set up the stand and I remember the first year it was so janky because the season starts so early so I think I literally had like a cucumber and a tomato and a pepper (laughs) on the table (laughs) but we did it and uh, being 12 year old girls everyone I think bought out of pity not even pity but I think they were so proud to see young girls like getting after it so of course if you go to a farmer's market and there's 12 year old girls versus a 30 year old man like you're probably gonna buy from the 12 year old girls um because we're we're putting in work so we would sell out every week and we'd even get tipped like people were tipping us extra because they appreciated it so much and so this continued for the next few years by about year three I would say we had a full-blown operation I had ditched the do it with a friend because honestly I'm a perfectionist and my friends just didn't do it right they didn't respect it enough and I wanted to make all of the money (laughs) if we're being completely honest I'm like I don't want to split this shit so I had expanded at that time to two farmers markets I would do one on I believe it was Tuesdays and then Wednesdays So not only had the garden expanded, but my grandma and I, my nana, um, we would bake a bunch of goodies. So we would make granola, cookies, banana bread, zucchini bread. We even had like painted gourds at once because my nana's super creative and she had painted cute little faces on gourds. So we were selling those. We had a giant sign made that read Summer's Veggies. (laughs) Such a creative name, right? Wow. (laughs) But um, we made signs for everything. So cucumbers, tomatoes, raspberries, um, cute little signs. I shouldn't say we. My Nana did that. Again, she was so creative and made cute little signs and like laminated them. And I'd clip them up onto baskets with like clothes. Oh, I'm just I'm geeking this is bringing back the best memories um we had a giant vintage cash register that I used and I'd press the button and it'd go cha-ching every time that a sale was made I 
I am loving this conversation because I swear I had the time of my life doing those damn farmers markets. I remember when it came to an end, I was so, so sad. I just loved the feeling. I loved the independence. I loved the control of my outcome. I did it all by myself. I sold the customers all by myself. I made change and bagged up everybody's goodies all by myself. And um, my grandparents would always ask me like, hey, do you want us to stay with you? Do you want us to go? I think they were, they didn't want to sit there, but they would have if I needed them to. And I would always say like, no, get the heck out of here. I make more money. <laughs> I make more money when you're not here. Um, and thinking back, I'm like, oh, I probably should have like hung out with them. But I don't think they wanted to be there anyways. It was hot out and they don't like being hot. So I would usually walk away with like a hundred to two hundred dollars at the end of the night, which is a lot back then and for a middle schooler. I felt free. I felt excited. I felt like this was a feeling that I never wanted to go away. I wanted to feel it forever. So I did that through middle school and I think the beginning of high school, I want to say we did it for like four or five years, but we ended up having to call it quits because they got too strict with the guidelines. You had to put like labels on food and we weren't doing anything tax wise. It was all cash and then they were trying to say that we have to claim taxes and blah, blah, blah. And it was just not something that we wanted to go through. So we ended up calling it quits, but I swear I'd still probably be doing that to this day (laughs) I would still probably be farmers marker marketing it up to this day if that didn't happen so from here I got a serving job thanks to my mama Sita she let me serve at the fresh fresh age of 17 so in most restaurants especially if it's a bar you can't serve until you're 18 because you can't touch alcohol (laughs) until you're 18 what a stupid fucking rule But anyways, I swear serving bartending is a form of maybe not entrepreneurship, but they're like the same breed because or the same vibe to them because you are in control of how much money you make. So if you give good service, you make good money. If you give shitty service, you make shitty money. You go above and beyond. You remember regulars, names, orders, drinks, you make bank. (laughs) You can make absolute bank serving and bartending. So after that, or it was kind of during the same time, I had gotten um, a job at college as well, a bartending job. And around, I don't remember if it was 2020 or 2021. I remember it was during COVID time. So I think it was 2020 when I was doing this. Um, I decided that I wanted to start making beaded jewelry and selling it. So the little teeny tiny beads that are so hip, even nowadays I still see girls wearing them, um, like the chokers or bracelets or rings or things like that. And I am now slowly realizing how much my grandparents have played into this journey. So I should, I should really thank them. (laughs) But I told my grandma about this endeavor that I wanted to, to take. And she said, oh my gosh, Summer, I have a bunch of costume jewelry. Um, they, so my grandparents, side note, are avid garage sailors. They live for the garage sales. They garage sale probably Wednesday through Sunday. (laughs) And 
what they do nowadays is they pick up antiques, they pick up things, and they will sell it in an auction. So they know a guy that hosts an auction. And so that alongside of buying silver and gold, so any like rings, bracelets, necklaces, anything like that, they're like the first people at the garage sale. They're seriously like knocking on people's doors at 5.30 if the garage sale says that it opens at 6. <laughs> like they are there. They are on the prowl. So anyways, they have collected a shit ton of cost, both costume jewelry and like I said, real sterling silver jewelry. And uh, she gave me a ton of jewelry to sell and I continued then to thrift more I'd go to thrift stores I'd go to garage sales and pick up um, jewelry of my own and I created an Instagram page it was is it's still up serendipity mn co and uh, I posted the vintage reconstructed handmade jewelry I uh, made rings so I got into like stamping rings. Um, I tried spoon rings at one point. I would take apart earrings or necklaces and make new ones. I cleaned up old jewelry. I loved this too so much. This was actually something that I was going to go all in on right before I got into coaching. And I, I did try to do both for a while, but I decided that I needed to place all of my energy in one area instead of half-assed energy in all of these different areas. But that was like my next endeavor. And th just thinking back to that too, I loved it. Oh, I loved it so much. But this brings us to the next chapter, the current one. My grandparents did not help me with this one. <laughs> they actually were very confused what I was getting myself into and they're still confused to this day about what I do, but that's okay. Not everybody needs to understand. I remember the first call with my first ever client, my stomach feeling like it was in my throat. My, I was so damn nervous, so damn scared, so damn excited, and it was so damn rewarding. I remember closing the first sale. I remember posting my first video. All so uncomfortable, but also it wasn't a totally unfamiliar feeling because I had been doing it since I was 12. I had been feeling these uncomfortable feelings since literally 12. So the feelings of 12-year-old summer at the farmer's market still pop into my life from time to time. And talking about this, like I said, is really bringing up major nostalgia for me. And when I tell you that I loved that farmer's market stand, I loved it. It was like an escape. I think that entrepreneurship has always been a sort of escape for me. It's something healthy that I can pour my time and energy into. And it's something that has so much potential to change not only my life but other people's lives and it's the most rewarding thing that I have ever felt and I will continue to chase after that entrepreneur high the rest of my life. I highly highly recommend even if it's just a side gig like like I said the jewelry I was still serving and bartending on the side but so fun like so fun and it's such an, a sense of ownership and empowerment and freedom and choice and you can lead yourself 
to wealth, happiness, the ability to travel, to say yes more often. I think some people are natural born entrepreneurs and some are shaped into them and some are self-made. I can't tell personally if I was born this way or if I was shaped into it, probably by my grandparents, right? Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, it is It is the best feeling, I think, in the world. So I highly recommend it. Dipping your toes in the water, trying it out. Like I said, you don't have to go out and like quit your job and (laughs) say, I'm an entrepreneur now. But um, trying it out and like just getting the sense of like owning something for yourself that is truly, truly yours that nobody can take away from you. It is so cool. So I hope you enjoyed the little background story of how I came to be an entrepreneur. This episode will officially kick off the next series, the biz series. So on next week's episode, I'll be covering masculine versus feminine energy. If you are one of my recent clients, you know how much I love talking about this topic in all areas of life. So I'm excited to officially have an episode that chats all about it and dives way deeper into it. Keep your ears and eyes peeled for an announcement coming soon. So especially if this episode lit you up, if it excites you, if you can relate to it, um, I do have an announcement. So please, if you enjoyed the show, leave a rating, a review. This will help me reach and ultimately help more people. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I love you and I will chat with you next week. Thank you.